0: Hey everybody and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Pretty good, pretty good. How are you? Oh, you know, I'm doing okay. I'm finally getting my voice back as I clear my throat because uh, I've been doing a lot of games for the AHSA and I'll be back tomorrow doing some state championship games and then back Saturday to do some more championship games. The 1A championship game is about to get underway, which will feature Christian Story taking on um, Jamarian Latham. That's going to be kind of cool. So I'll listen to my buddies call that one here in just a minute. Um, But, you know, we hadn't talked since the other day or since uh, the Mississippi State-Bama game, where we unbelievably had another injury. And, frankly, when it happened to John Petty, I think I, I speak for everybody we all just assume his arm
1: by itself had the coronavirus and fell off. (laughs) That would be, uh, that would be par for the course as they say. I mean, it's just, I mean, I I I know it's, it's typical fan fan fan-ish of me to say, you know, if Petty doesn't get hurt, we win the game. But frankly, up until the point with Petty got hurt, I thought we were the better team (laughs) at that time. We, uh, Petty was shooting well. Um, playing well he's our second best defender on a night we really needed a long defender because Mississippi State's so big and uh but I knew when Petty was down it was obvious he wasn't gonna be able to play the rest of the game and, and the injury might be serious and and you know it's not cool just to give up I mean our kids didn't give up they kept playing hard but it's just it's just useless after Petty went out it just became impossible uh and 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 it was only a matter of time before they would take the lead and win the game and uh,
0: oh, that's how much- absolutely right
1: how much bad luck can one team endure with injuries in a season? It's just crazy because it's basketball I mean I, I, I want to look into how, how typical is it that 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 power Five league you know basketball teams endure this level of injury and, and, and it's year after year, Luke, it's year after year. It we always have a short roster. Sometimes it's attrition, sometimes it's silly attrition when players leave for, for no apparent good reason. Uh we, we've been shorthanded that way. But uh gosh, our basketball team gets hurt a lot and uh, uh year after year after year, but this has been the worst. I mean in terms of and, and it's not just the guys we've lost for the year like Rojas and Juwan Gary, who, you know, Rojas in particular will be making a huge difference out there uh and and cornerly not being eligible was sort of bad luck when you consider how easy it is for most kids to be declared instantly eligible. So gosh, just one horrible event after another. This I is mean, Alabama been, basketball.
0: Yeah it really is. It's uncanny. Um it, it's and I don't know <laughs> look, luck is what the the result when hard work meets opportunity or some shit. I mean, I'm sure there's some, (laughs) you know, Thomas Edison came up with Benjamin Franklin or Mark Twain came up with something about the crossroads of opportunity and, and chance or whatever the hell it is. Um, so, but how does this keep happening to us now? Maybe we're in our own Alabama bubble. Exactly. You know, I do have to remind myself, maybe I, I remind, I do remind myself that, um, Last year, Auburn lost uh Chumo Kiki in the in the middle of the title run. I mean, in the middle of their, they their did. title run, they tried to get to a title. If they had, had him, they may have won it. I mean, frankly. Um, and that affected them. But they still you know, they still had healthy players to win the SEC tournament right. to make it to the final right. four. Uh, we don't have enough healthy guys to beat Arkansas. We don't have enough healthy guys to beat Tennessee, we we just and the healthy guys we have all have ailments. I mean, they're not really healthy. I mean, Beetle Bolden had, yep. you know, cirrhosis of the liver or something. <laughs> I, Herb Herb Jones, who who couldn't shoot to begin with, now literally cannot shoot because he yep. has a cast on his arm. And it sounds like we're bitching. I get it, and it sounds like excuses. I Understand, but I mean. I think the law of averages tells us, okay, at some point, we're not going to have these things happen. At some point, we're going to get some good news, like somebody's going to be eligible that we didn't think would get eligible. Or James Rojas, his knee, is it turns out, is fine. We, we screwed up the diagnosis or whatever. <laughs> but it never seems to happen that way. We always have... Tua Tungvaluwa's hip fall off in Starkville. By the way, let's let's just quit going to Starkville. How about that? Um, (laughs) His hip falls off. And, you know, it's it's a miracle because apparently, like, everybody's grading him out is like, oh, shit, he's totally fine now. He's a – I didn't – some people were saying he may never play football again, and now he's just fine when he gets away from Alabama.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's pretty crazy. (laughs) I don't know. It's almost as if there's some sort of sports god up there who's like, all right, Alabama, we'll give you Nick Saban. You can have Saban and all that comes with that. But during that period of time, you will have no good fortune in basketball or baseball. There, those, things are, those things are taken from you, but you can have Saban. It's, 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 it sort of feels like, like that's what's happened.
0: It it does feel that way. Um but you know, uh, listen the But even in football, side, we've had some bad luck.
1: I mean, obviously, oh yeah, we've, we've, had had we've had some injuries the last couple of years. But on the other hand, if we you know, if we were perfectly healthy every year, I mean no, no one in football should expect that. Yes, our luck has been a little worse some years or another, but in football, no one should expect to stay pristinely healthy. I mean, that's only gonna happen to the rarest of teams.
0: I'm gonna say that um you know i i feel like and maybe i'm just a you know hopeless optimist here but i'm not i think <laughs> everything shitty is going to happen i think as soon as this podcast ends my computer's going to crash but um maybe i'm a hopeless optimist when it comes to this that i feel like we're on the tail end of the crux of our shitty luck like we still got some more shitty luck to go There are a few more shitty things that are going to happen, but we're on the downward cycle, and some other team is
1: going to be able to hold this trophy for a little bit or Uh, wrap this albatross around their neck. We're due, but we'll see. I'm not giving up on, on the NCAA tournament entirely. I think we're back on what amounts to life support, but I also think when you look at the bubble and you look at the teams on the bubble and what's in front of us, we could get in, but I think at minimum, and, and of course you could win the SEC tournament, but I don't see health-wise and depth-wise that we could win four SEC games in four days against really good competition, including Kentucky at the end. I, I, I just don't see how that's possible. I think the, the more likely route in or, or the thing that, that would be more likely to happen, we got to win the last three. That's South Carolina, Vanderbilt, and Missouri we'll be favored to win all three games. Now, that doesn't mean we will or we should, but we'll be favored to win all those games. I think we'll even be favored to beat Missouri on the road, assuming we win these next two. So, uh, win all three, but then the work's not over. I don't think 18 and 13 is enough, but what I do think is enough maybe is 20 and 14, which means win two in, in, in Nashville. But It's also not that simple. I think the two we would need to win in Nashville would be, we need to have two victories over teams that the committee would consider very good teams in the tournament or teams nearly in the tournament. It's going to take a couple of wins over good teams. Just going up there and winning two games means nothing. If the wins are over, let's say Vanderbilt and Missouri again, uh, you know, you, you beat those two again, that's not going to do you any good, but you go up there and beat, beat Mississippi state beat south carolina beat florida you know beat someone that's either in the tournament or just about in the tournament win two games like that and then if the loss is to somebody really good like kentucky or lsu or auburn uh god forbid uh but if the loss is to someone really good and and you do have the two wins uh that that might be enough right there so win these last three go to nashville and win two that might be enough. That might be enough to get in.
0: All right, let's switch gears here for a second. Let me just recap some of the stuff I saw at the HSA. Uh, Jadirian Davidson, I got to see him play uh, since you and I have spoken. And, um, yeah, that kid, that kid's really good. In fact, in terms of quick twitch jumping, he's about the best leaper I've seen. Uh, I'll tell you, um, boy. Who's the Seth? Uh, who's who's Auburn's wide receiver that's so good? Blank. Seth, Seth. Seth, Seth Williams. Williams. He was a good leaper too. But um, this guy, man, Jimmy, I'm telling you, when he goes up in the air, there were a couple of times where it felt like he stopped and then went higher. Like he he stopped and was <laughs> thinking, oh. Am I high as I can get? No, I can get actually higher. And he jumps even further. Um, He also has this ability to jump way up in the air, come down incredibly quickly, almost, I mean, faster than how he went up and then go right back up again. Um, I I will say that there were times he looked a little unfocused Mm -hmm. because the game seemed to almost bore him. I mean, the 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 other squad didn't have anybody that could guard him and he knew it um and the other squad didn't have anybody that could drive in on him and he knew it so he you know it was one of those things where every night again he would try to get his teammates involved and but it was sort of like yeah I'm going to I could score if I want to but I don't need to here you try and um it, I'm not saying he's a he's an attitude problem that's not what I'm saying I'm I'm saying that this is why a kid like him needs the AAU circuit so that right. he can go up against equally talented kids. He's just, he's just better
1: than so he's, he's everybody long, on the court. So he's long and he's a leaper. I mean, in terms of the physical, athleticism is great. But would you say he's also a skilled player? You know what I mean? I mean, is he a, we did not a ball see handler him, and a jumper? Oh, I mean, a jump ball handler, fine. And, ball okay. handler, fine jump shooter
0: you know if you're grading it i'd say b minus based on what i saw i mean he's not like a he's just not a super shooter um he maybe took a couple of threes and i think missed them both um he, he, you know they were fine they were they looked fine but he wasn't uh that that's not his his forte is to get to the rim his body control is amazing i mean amazing um so yeah I, this is the kind of guy that I mean everybody on your hands and knees hope that Nick uh, that that uh <laughs> NATO signs this guy. I mean I'm telling you you want him on Alabama's team. And I think I now Sorry. do I think he's do I think he's a five-star Kentucky, you know, Kentucky's going to be begging for him too. I I don't know that. Um there are some limitations, but man I would be thrilled. He's one of the best one of the top three or four players I've seen since I've been calling these things for a dozen years. So, wow. uh, and I've, I've called, seen a KT, lot. I've called KT Harrell and uh, DeMarcus cousins and Eric Bledsoe and Trevor Lacey and, you know, John Petty. And, um, I would say if you told me uh, that if, if Davidson and Petty were in the same class, I would say I'd probably want Davidson more. Um, wow. It'd be close because Petty was really good too, but um, I think Davidson's got a man. He's he's got something about him, man. He does, uh, you know. And Petty won state championships. Petty is one of the more decorated players ever to come out of Alabama. So, um, but yeah, so that was a that was a lot of fun to call his game, and and then he's in the state championship tomorrow at ten forty five, and they're going to play Barber County, and Barber County's got a kid named Willie Spears, <clears throat> who many moons ago was like as an eighth grader or maybe a ninth grader, was considered one of the top one hundred fifty players in the country. And then everybody just assumed he would skyrocket up all the recruiting charts. Well, he kind of topped out is what it seems like. Because mm-hmm. you I mean, I it was happens. looking around, he's not really he's not being recruited really much at all, it seemed like I mean I looked up on his profile in twenty four seven and I remember him from previous years. But uh he just uh you know he it, it, it he was just wasn't around on on anybody's mm-hmm. recruiting list. It seems like, but he's good. He's good, mm-hmm. and he's going to pose a threat. He's um, a class
1: of twenty guy. Is he a senior?
0: Yeah, he's a senior now. Yeah. Interesting, and and he's gonna he's gonna be um, he's not going to necessarily be a problem for Davidson. But let me tell you something: if Davidson starts looking bored in this game, Barber County's going to win um, mm-hmm. because. Barbara County's got some some athletes that they're they just grinders. And I think right. Spears is kind of that guy. If Spears played football, this is something uh, my my color commentator said, you know, if he's played football, and he would be probably more highly recruited. Now, five years ago, you would have thought he'd be the opposite, but he, I don't even think he plays football. But if he did and he were like – he could be a linebacker. I mean, because he's fast, long arms, loves to get in your face – um he's he's a dude i mean he's not you know he's not a superstar but he he ain't gonna be an easy out he's like patrick beverly you know nba comparison maybe not the same kind of shooter but just that attitude you know like i i know you're better than me and more talented than me but if you beat me you're gonna earn it you know
1: anybody else
0: stand out to you in the tournament uh, I didn't get to see Kobe Jones today. He They played – Mountain Brook played today, but I saw he had just under 30 points. Um, That's impressive and, considering the competition. Yeah, and he's good. Um, so Xavier's probably getting a good one there. You hope Alabama didn't I, – and I don't know how this went down. Maybe he just wanted to go to Xavier. But you hope Alabama didn't put all their eggs in this Josh Primo basket and and end up not getting him as Cecil Hurt seemed to allude right. to, but Cecil later came back and clarified that, saying, "Look, I'm not saying Alabama's not getting him. I'm saying that if I'm Josh Primo and all these other teams that I'm looking at are going yeah. to the NCAA tournament, I may look at them." And he brings up a point. Um yep. But yeah, and so I didn't get to see uh, Kobe Jones today, but I and I won't get to see him Saturday because I got to go to some event. Usually, I am calling that game, but not this year. Um. But, it, you know, Nate Oates and, and Antoine Petway were in the house to see Davidson. So, you know, that may mean something. You know, he's a, yeah, but, I
1: understand. He's a, he's a very high priority, maybe the highest, you know, in, in the state, even though he's not a 2020 guy, he's a 2021 guy. But I, I think he's probably the highest priority we have among all the in-state prospects.
0: Uh, yeah, I would say there's probably no doubt about that. Um, And I, I don't really have anybody else that, that just jumps out to, to report on just yet. So I guess we can move on and talk about the strength coach situation for just a minute. Sure. Um, Man, Jimmy, first of all, I think everybody assumed it was going to be, what's his name? Feld from Oregon. Aaron Feld from Oregon. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if he's a strength coach. Go ahead.
1: No, I was just saying, maybe. I I, I, I think, I, I think it's clearly a case where, we didn't have one candidate and when Scott left we we were going to call that one candidate off from the job and he's going to say yes that's clearly not the situation i think it's more it appears to me to be a situation where feld is one of many strong candidates uh but i but not a slam dunk i i haven't ru- ruled him out or ruled him in you know i think he's just one of of many they're talking to
0: well it's funny because first of all Feld <laughs> Phil- – I'm not sure if he's my strength coach or I should order a sarsaparilla from him. He looks like a bartender from the old (laughs) West, doesn't he? I mean, a big bartender, (laughs) but uh, but, a muscular uh, bartender, uh, but, uh, still. So, and then
1: he's D-Day from Animal House.
0: Bama online just reported that, uh, Mm. the Kansas state condition strengthening coach Chris Dawson is interviewing for the job and, I mean, it is being met with all the enthusiasm of a tax audit. I'm talking like there's not enough enough yawn memes out there for the people. You know what a popular
1: hire is among fans? You know what a (coughs) popular hire is among fans? Someone they've heard of. Yeah, that's that's true. That's that's all that means. It's someone they've heard of. They're aware of the Oregon guy because he does look like D-Day from Animal House, and he's from Birmingham, and he's been on TV, and he's at a top ten. He's just one of the few – if, if, if one of the few recognizable guys in the industry uh, no Alabama fan uh, or, or I, sh- I shouldn't say no 99% of Alabama fans couldn't tell you what the name of the strength coach at Kansas State is you know before today he's just not famous that's why it's met with a collective yawn for all I know for all any of us know this guy's the best strength coach in in the history of strength for all we know but He's just not famous, so we go. Uh, who's that guy? Who cares? That sounds terrible. We don't no, and know that's him. true.
0: That's true. It'd be. It's sort of like. Do you hire Penny Hardaway or Nate Oates? I mean, you know. I, I mean, in a way. Um, yeah. but I will say this: this guy- Guy looks more like the assistant principal at Mole Junior High than he does a strength coach. Now, <laughs> does that mean he's not good? He's got. He's also got like his MBA, or you know, and he's got a degree in business or something. And uh, you know, okay, that there's no law that says you can't be good at business and strength and conditioning. But <laughs> you know, when you look at Feld, you go, okay, there are only like three jobs that guy can have. One is the crocodile hunter. Two is a professional wrestler. And three is a strength and conditioning coach. And when you look at Chris Dawson, you're like, I can't think of any job this guy could not have. (laughs) Like he could literally be anything. And so that's another reason. It's not just about being famous. It's like build. I mean, he looks like he just, he'd rather be having lifting weights than having sex. And And Chris Dawson looks like, okay, you know, I got to go home later today. The boss is really on my ass about getting these expense reports in.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, one thing I thought, you know, Scott Cochran was such a big personality. It wasn't just that he's good at his job, which is obvious from the results on the field. But uh, Scott was such a big personality. Uh, I I theorize that perhaps one thing Alabama needed to look at was not just simply replacing Scott, the the strength and conditioning coach, but replacing that personality uh, on the staff. um, Somebody that the fans, you know, were, were, were really into, really knew. I mean, Scott was just such a face or part of the program. And I wondered if coach Saban felt like we needed to replace that part of it too. And I think that's where Aaron Feld is such a good fit. I think he would be immensely popular with the fans, but, but Nick, Nick's a very smart man. There's no doubt that the first thing you have to replace is we need an outstanding strength conditioning coach. His personality needs to be secondary to that. And maybe that's why they're going through, you know, several interviews and interviewing guys like Dawson from Kansas state and not just settling on the loud personality that is uh, that's Aaron Feld.
0: But I think you're right. You're talking about the personalities. Um, and, you know, it's like I've been saying about Nick Saban's replacement, that you can't just have another hard line, uh, tough ass, uh, you know, everything, every I dotted T crossed kind of guy next because you can't out Saban Saban. But you, you need something different. And that's why I've been using Dabo as an example that – he's sort of an all shucks country come to town, you know, but he still gets good results. I mean, you can win both ways. Um, and maybe that's the case with Scott Cochran. Maybe we don't need quite as big of a personality this time. Right. But the thing that I think we all sell short is that, you know, back in the day uh, strength and conditioning used to be, okay, we're going to run until you throw up. And then when you want water, you don't get any, cause you need to be tough, you know, not knowing, that what we know now. Um, and the other side of that is the players need to trust the strength and conditioning guy, because if you don't trust him, you're not going to co- trust the rest of the coach. He's almost the backbone of the, of the whole program, because if they don't trust him and they don't work out right, there's no way they're going to play right. So you've got to trust him and you've got to build a relationship Um, and Scott, apparently Scott Cochran had a damn good one with everybody.
1: The the players spend way more time with the strength coach than they do the head coach. They spend more time with them. There, there's no, there's no, that's just how it works. I mean, so that's why it's so vital. It's so big in recruiting because the players know this. They know when they show up, Hey, this is the guy I'm going to spend more time with than anyone. And this is the guy that's going to take care of my body and and turn me into a professional football player. Hopefully, um, so, so it, it can't be understated how big it is, and in, in today's college football world, that the strength coach has to—he's a huge part of your recruiting efforts. It has to be someone the kids want to be around.
0: Um. So, yeah, that's going to be an interesting hire, one way or the other. Because frankly, I'm—you know—I'm I'm totally trusting Saban on this one. Because I think anybody who pretends—well, I, I know who the best strength and conditioning coach in the country is. I mean, I mean, nobody's that right. much of a college football diehard i mean they <laughs> no. just aren't i mean if, and if you are i, I, I want to suggest that you find some other things to do with yourself um quick funny story i, I think i told you this the other day tommy tuberville came by politicking the other day mm. uh in LA city and we'd have this lunch at this same place this same big b barbecue restaurant every every day just about this core group of us and tuberville was going around kissing babies shaking hands and he comes to our table and Uh, You know, all these people are uh, videoing and recording the conversation. And one of my friends says something like, um, Tommy Turbaville said something to the effect of, y'all know Donald Trump's just the best. He's doing so awesome. Are y'all tired of winning yet? And my friend, who's a Democratic lawyer, said, hell yeah, I'm tired of you winning. (laughs) And I thought, and that was kind of funny. Well, all that shit is in the Washington Post today uh really? the washington post came out with a story about it um and like just tub a real in general about okay. number one it's how his his former players are sort of reacting to his uh the way he's politicking and some of them don't like it and some of them you know don't mind it but um but they also bring up the whole you know stops at big b rest big b barbecue restaurant and uh, stops at a table and he says with a couple of lawyers and three iron workers who was me, my dad, and my brother. <laughs> he didn't they didn't say our name, so but they, you're they in said the, but the you
1: words. are in the Washington Post.
0: It, technically I'm in the Washington Post.
1: Yeah. you are going places, man?
0: I'm I'm getting there. Now they didn't put my name in there. Does that do I get anything out of it? I don't know. I doubt it. <laughs> um I'm, I'm, not, gonna, I'm not going I'm not gonna hold my breath for it. <laughs>
1: But who is – is somebody dying behind you? <laughs> that was uh, – the cough button's not available for everyone. <laughs> was that the, the, the missus? Uh, cannot confirm
0: or deny. All right, okay. Uh, boy, I put you on the spot, didn't I? <laughs> I hope the missus doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> she,
1: may or, she may or may not be fighting coronavirus.
0: Uh, I'm going to tell you. Look, I can't, and I can't decide – are, are, are we really look? The stock market apparently doesn't like this coronavirus. But are we it's, supposed it's to be the scared coronavirus. of
1: this? Are I we supposed don't know. to? I'm not yet, but I'm not yet, but I'm preparing myself to be. I'm not yet, but I'm preparing myself to be. That's kind of well, where the, I'm at with it.
0: What are you gonna do if you? If you are, I mean, does that mean you went out and bought some of those funky masks that people wear in airports? No,
1: I've already read that that's kind of a waste of time unless you're already sick. I mean, you know, unless you're sick and or you're, and you're, you've been sick and you're trying not to give it to someone else. Uh, I think just getting crazy, deliriously anal about things like Purell, washing your hands, using those disinfectant wipes, things like that. I think that's kind of the uh, smart thing to get smart route to go. I mean I think that's I think that's what you do. you also limit limit your time in the public, you know
0: yeah, I mean I'm, you I'm know getting...
1: in, in limiting your time in big groups, um, trying not to touch things that are out in the public you know
0: uh speaking of that, like later on this month for my kids' spring break, we're going to Atlantis if it's not called off due to the coronavirus, but you know, I just had a thought that like i'm going to have to teach you somehow how to do this cuz you're going to have to at least do a podcast or two while i'm gone and uh, i don't know how the hell you, or we can record some in advance and you can just do like your um we can talk about games that you're rewatching or something that's not then
1: tape evaluations I've, tape evaluation. I've now watched i watched all uh, I guess I ended up. I meant to watch fifty. I ended up watching a little little over sixty of the uh, the top junior prospects in Alabama. So I I I knocked all that out. I could talk about that for hours.
0: Well, that man, it sounds like we got some uh, work to do one of these weekends, and that's what we're going. (laughs)
1: I'm in. Oh, uh, Scooby's in the park. And it's really just more more work for me
0: because I got to plan
1: them all. (laughs) Have we discussed? uh, It's really just more work for me
0: because I'm the one that's got to schedule them
1: all. (laughs) That's that's true. No, we haven't. I mean. I can also, uh, oh, we can I mean, do all sorts of things. But Scooby,
0: it, Scooby's got, I mean, at this point, yeah, it's just I'm over. I mean, it's kind of like the girlfriend that comes back a couple of times. You're know, like, you know what? I mean, <laughs> just, just go on. <laughs> and look, no offense to, I mean, I wish you the best. I don't, I'm not wishing Man, any ill will. a bad
1: to fit. Me. I don't want him on this team anymore. Well, it's just a bad fit and it's over. And, and, and this is one thing, I, I have no inside scoop. I'm not coming with inside scoop here couple of my inside scoop guys are out of town, frankly, but, but I'm not, so this is an inside scoop, but I'm just saying something that's pretty obvious that, you know, for whatever reason we've conditioned ourselves as fans, when someone goes into the portal, we always assume that they, that they got upset and left, you know, half the kids in the portal are pushed in there. You know, half the kids are kicked into the portal. I I wouldn't be surprised at all. And I'm speculating, of course, I wouldn't be surprised at all to learn that we just sort of washed our hands with Scooby and said, you know, you know, you know where the portal is. You've been there before, pal. So that, that wouldn't surprise me either. And I think in the end, it's not a shot at the kid. It's not a shot at Alabama. It's just the fact that sometimes it just doesn't work out. Sometimes it's just not a good, sometimes it's just not a good fit. Uh, some kids are cut out for it. Some kids are not, uh, I just think Scooby was a a bad fit.
0: Uh, Considering that I'm going back up to Birmingham to call some more games tomorrow, I doubt we do a podcast tomorrow. uh, It's going to be tough for me. Um, So why don't you go ahead and throw out your prediction for Alabama-South Carolina this weekend?
1: I think if John Petty cannot play, and I don't know his status, if Petty cannot play, I don't know that Alabama has enough in the tank to beat a good South Carolina team. If Petty can play or help at all, I think Alabama wins because Alabama's the better team. And I know that sounds nuts putting it all in one guy, but it's not that – it's that Alabama's margin for error is gone when you eliminate one more good player from the team. Uh, I, I yeah. don't think Alabama's viable as a, as, an, as a winning SEC team with Petty out with Herb with one hand, uh down to seven guys. Uh it's just not viable. So if Petty's available, I think it's a win. If he's not available, I just don't think it's possible to beat a good team and, and South Carolina is good.
0: No, I'm I'm right there with you. I watched South Carolina, Georgia last night. They they're okay. They're fine. They're not they're not they're certainly not unbeatable. I mean I think we can even beat them It'd just be very difficult. And here's the thing when you lose a Petty, it's not just that you lost Petty, it's that everybody else plays more. Everybody else is more gassed. Um, we already gassed as we can be. I mean, we're running on fumes. So we just, if losing Petty would be uh, a big time.
1: No, he's problem. the leading three point shooter in the league, I think, in terms yeah. of uh, percentage <laughs> made. Um, And, and everybody's going to look to that because fans always look at offense. But the fact of the matter is where Petty's loss is devastating is on the other end of the floor he's our second best defender behind herb and i agree and 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 we just we're we're just not a viable team without him so we'll see uh I, I don't know what petty's status is the only whispers i've heard is that he's a maybe that he should be fine in a few days but might might be questionable for saturday
0: i say let's just keep it quiet until uh till game and, time don't give south well, carolina no, any more no reason work. Yeah,
1: exactly No reason for them to know, and I'm sure that's why it's been quiet on our end. All
0: right, buddy, you're heading up to Tuscaloosa now, aren't you?
1: We are en route. All right, well, root it on up. Are you going to watch any of the baseball this weekend or anything? Uh, Yeah, uh, we're not 100% sure uh, whether it will be the tomorrow 3 p.m. game or this Sunday morning game which has been moved to 10:30. I read uh it was supposed Jeez. to be 11. Now they're saying they're going to start at 10:30. I guess to give wow. Harvard more I think uh-huh. to give Harvard more time to get to get back to Boston. Okay. Um uh so uh I'm not sure but it'll be, it'll be one of those two and uh we also plan to uh, do a little gymnastics Friday night.
0: I mean, we oh, will do be we doing have.
1: gymnastics. Alabama versus Kentucky. Oh, okay. Uh is a uh, Friday night in Coleman, so uh we're going to attend the gymnastics meet. We're not going to do gymnastics. Uh, my cartwheel just isn't what it used to be.
0: I was going to say, I always considered you to be the uh, Bruce Jenner of the sexual Olympics. So um,
1: I don't, that's not my friend used to
0: say that about himself all the time. And I'm like, you don't need to say that anymore. Now,
1: <laughs> Isn't like a, it's a one cl- man
0: routine. That um, is a
1: cliche that can be put right, to, it, put to bed. All right. Roll Tide, everybody. Roll Tide.